Boom. Boom. <laughs> what up? Welcome to episode two. Of the ADHD. ADHD is Explorers. ADHD Explorers. And today, I don't know, we've got the fidget toys out and we've been playing with them. <laughs> because they're new to me in my life, to be honest. I have been playing with them a month. They're amazing. So I only got these like yesterday. Um, what are we? So I got a chaos dangler, I call it. It's like a piece of uh, metal with a little chaos pendulum on the end. It's very fun. Oh Addy's got some magnet what do rings. You call them? Magnet rings. Magnet rings? Is that what they're called? We oh, like no, pretty good. Around. They're all right. I don't love my, my favorite is the popper. Popper. What is the topic of the day? We are back with relationships slash dating part two. Part two. Hope you're preem damn ready on a nice I mean, walk or something. We went through the fails last week, but ultimately we came out of it looking at, you know, like how those fails could be turned into wins or what have yeah, you- what we've learned in our own experience. So, hey, I've got a win up. Um, and this is what this lady has shared. For all of my life, my neurological disorder has caused... Oh, for all of the strife, my neurological disorder has caused me. It ultimately, ultimately allows me to feel love and compassion on a level that many people will never know. What do you think of that, Addy? I think that's true. Um, I think we feel so deep, you mm -hmm. know, with empathy. I swear, like, sure. something's going on that we feel what other people are feeling, like, strong. Um, yeah. Especially in relationships, I find that if my w wife is stressed, I feel it in my body, mm. you know? And um, it's an art form to kind of, um, you know not take on the emotions of the other ones around us. Oh, that's hard sometimes because especially when there's like a lot of bad energy, I put in quotation marks, like then it feeds onto you um, and then you just kind of end up embodying that. But, but then on the other flip side, I think we feel flip side. love and yeah. the happiest emotions also like to yeah. the extreme uh, yeah. a friend once told me she's like if there was one word i could use to describe you it would be emotional yes and yeah. like that is accurate but i think nice that to meet you emotional that's, that's our middle name I, sorry i'm emotional <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be an exaggeration of how, how the Ben and Addy way to act on dates. Hello, <laughs> I'm emotional. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. You know, that would be like the far end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than to be like, hey, I'm a normal person, but uh, not really. <laughs> yeah, like the opposite of of masking and covering up your traits is to just be like. I have a diagnosis of fun maker. Um, I make sure that no experience is ever boring. Um, mm -hmm. Enjoy. That's just what I what I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, so, I think it but, does mean that we feel the love um, and the happiness and all of the good things that come with it more than other people as well. So I have always said 
I'm like, I wouldn't change that, you know, as much as sometimes it like literally hurts when I'm upset. Like I get physical pains and like yeah. in my stomach. Yeah. Um, but then when it feels good, it feels like so good. And also I love yeah. so hard. Like if you are on the end of my love, <laughs> I can give it to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Can attest. She is good um, yeah. with the love. But yeah, empathy. I think this is actually an underplayed aspect of, uh, you know, there's so much um, focus on the negative parts of ADHD that we mm. forget that actually we have the power to feel these things. We get this insight into people um, when we... Um, when we feel these things mm. and um i think it's beautiful to like that's why there's so many like i think justin timberlake is a adhd songwriter and okay. there's these people that can capture these emotions because they're felt so strong and true mm. and we have such a sensitivity to emotions that that can be what do they call it it can be transcribed into beautiful art mm. beautiful poems you know, and, and uh, even like being a good hospitable guest, I think this, uh, the pleas are within us, you know, to be on the end of your receiving love, for example, you know, is very strong. And I think it's because of that gift that we have mm-hmm. that, that's lucky to remember. Yay. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that beautiful contributor. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. It's a very bold amazing people in the community it blows me oh, away and yeah, also sure. like it's it inspires me because I'm just learning too you know I'm not an expert by any means but like sometimes I'm like wow that's so good like congrats on living life and discovering this along the way mm-hmm. everyone's got some this wonderful is a good share. one from Ali's crocheted okay I got it Ali T And she said, I found that my relationships where I've been open with my partners and told them very early on that I have ADHD, they've done a lot better and lasted longer than relationships where I have hidden the fact for longer. My little quirks that come off as weird are often just me being ADHD and my partner understands it easier and better when they're able to see my true colors. I love that. I, we touched on this last episode and I feel like, what is it? What, what is that like priming? I think they call it in psychology. Mm, it's like, like just saying like heads ready. up. Heads up. This is so crazy. that's like. If you're eating food, right? And it's yeah. spicy. And you know spicy. it's going to be spicy. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you but when you're not expecting it. You're like. Ugh. <laughs> Damn. I think that's that blows you away. Dear, if you know. Yeah. Odds, and you also have some awareness of what it might be like. I they- think this is talking about is helping me become a better human. Like I've already learned so much since the last episode. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like crowds. We're crowdsourcing knowledge. I mean, I'm a, a spicy meal and I'm just letting you know. <laughs> get your milk ready on the side. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, We're exactly. spicy. I'm just spicy. spicy. We ain't no bread and potatoes <laughs> over here. Oh, no, definitely. We're the horseradish on the meat. Mm, I'm thinking spicy as in like chilies, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so 
I love that. Um, so that is also pr- like forewarning in advance or priming or whatever you want to call it. That's really good for like RSD in relationships. Mm. This is another topic that we were just talking about. Um, that like when you can say like, hey, when this happens, do this. When mm-hmm. this happens, do this. And it just helps us like these kind of things like help us navigate just ADHD relationship territory. You know, I think, and I think it's good for you as the person who's experiencing it to do that kind of self-discovery and self-work and being like, mm. what? are my triggers what are my comments what is a sign that I'm going into the red zone or a sign that I'm like calming down and really like learning about yourself and how that works like for me I know that I like I think I get more tense like physically when I'm stuck Uh. to get more tense emotionally like it just everything translates physically for me I think into my body um yeah and starting to recognize those things because I think sometimes for us it can come on so quickly the feeling yeah that yeah. we don't know it's coming but I think the physiological things start happening like your body things start happening before hand do you know what I mean so learn yes. to recognize those Yes. So funnily enough, and I, I thought this might come up at some point, but that's exactly what I've been learning to do because I had this period and I'll be honest on this podcast, but I was like having like meltdowns mm. like all the time and I was really emotionally unstable. And so in the past few weeks, I've been learning to kind of be more emotionally stable and there's been some cool techniques, but essentially, um, it's fo- bringing the focus to sensation rather than just ruminating on thoughts that are existing mm. already. And uh, I've learned that you can do that in so many ways. You can do that through yoga or meditation, like the classic ones, but you can do that through like painting a picture or you can do that through playing guitar. And like, instead of like thinking about whatever, you're, you're listening to every note like, and just listening. Your main mm-hmm. primary attention is just on what does this sound like? Um, and that's a really satisfying and calming place to be, that kind of mind state anyway. It's, and I found it, like, you can go on a mini holiday all the time. So, like, when I'm walking, I go on walks. I start doing little walks. And, you know, I just pay attention to the breeze on me. And, you know, that's, that's helped me anyway to um, just to be a bit more emotionally stable. I wanted to share that. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Did we introduce like ourselves? That. I was just forgetting. I was like, by the way, I'm Ben. And this is um, Addy. Yeah, I don't know if we did, but. And we've been like long-term ADHD friends for like forever. Yeah. And um, we thought we'd do this podcast to explore what it's like to be in an ADHD relationship and mm-hmm. what happens, what are the wins, what are the fails, what do we need to know and just explore them together. And it's very fun. And yeah, learning again, about other people's experiences as well. And, yeah. And that sense of um, community. Camaraderie. Yeah, that camaraderie. Word? That's a great word for it, where you're like, yeah, yeah. it's not just me, you know? Yeah. That is you. so <laughs> validating. I yes. Think the word for it. Makes me cry sometimes, something. to be honest. Yeah, I had like, oh, man reading replies. <laughs> yeah, 
like thank you everyone that has sent mm. in replies i love you thanks for being yourself and being on this journey with us mm -hmm. it's freaking amazing let's read one huh yeah um I've, you want to go um Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm looking, 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 looking. I think the one from Lauren Elizabeth, which is about uh, overstimulation. Cool. Yes. Okay. Let, do you want to read it? Sure. So from Lauren Elizabeth, thank you for submitting your story. Uh, <laughs> So it says, when I was dating my ex-fiance, I had no idea I struggled with overstimulation. I would just get angry and snap. I vividly remember being at the zoo together. It was hot, loud, smelly, bright, and lots of movement, and I yelled at him, don't touch me. As I got older and began to learn more about my ADHD, I was able to communicate with those I dated about how I might need space in situations and share with them the things that overwhelmed me. They were always so patient, understanding, and accommodating. Having the language to both understand myself and communicate with someone else to help them understand too has made all the difference. Yay. Kind of following on from that last like point, right? It's like. Yeah. That says it really nicely. But also having the language. So I think yeah. a big part of like what we try and do as a community is to give people you know, the words to explain like, oh, this is emotional dysregulation or this is rejection sensitivity or sensory overload, like having those terms to describe yeah. what you're experiencing is so useful. Yeah, with your partner. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of our partners are neurotypical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when someone out from the blue is like, ah, don't touch me, or, like, ah, you know, like, freaking out, or... Especially someone you, like, are in a relationship with or you love, and then they suddenly yeah. were like, don't touch me. I think it would be confusing. It's shocking, confusing, <laughs> and to just have that, like... I think what this is telling, teaching me is it's, an, like, all of this is, like, it's an opportunity to, like, talk about those ADHD-specific topics with your partner and just, like, prep them. Mm. And that seems really good. Like, mm -hmm. go team. Go team. Okay, I, 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 I'm, I've got another one to read. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's, she's, he or she said, I've been with my neurotypical boyfriend for four years now and everything is going well. He learned what works for me and what doesn't. He's my confidant, but also my clock my sports coach, life coach, etc. I don't want to. I don't want to rely on him too much, but at the same time, he helps me becoming more independent. We share couple activities, but we also give each other space for alone time, and I think it's mm -hmm. healthy. At the end of the day, you just need to talk a lot about how everyone is feeling and how you can improve things. Oh, and also, you need to stay aware of your partner's feelings because it can be hard for him or her too. Make your individual victories, your couple's victories. Aww. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. So they continue, of course, nothing can go perfectly smooth with ADHD. And the arguments we've had together were mostly because of me forgetting to share information. 
When you plan activities, plan together and don't let any doubt at the end of the dis don't leave any doubt at the end of the discussion, even small ones, because those could lead to misunderstandings. Boom. Mm. I think that's true. Like the it's basically just saying communicate, which I think regardless yeah. of your status, uh, whether you have ADHD or not, or whether you're like two neurodivicals, two neurodivision people, whatever, communicate. <laughs> Yeah, it's also interesting what she's saying about um, about not relying on your partner too much. Because, mm -hmm. for example, I have a very loving, beautiful, amazing partner. Um, and mm -hmm. I know I rely on her to be my calendar at the moment, mm -hmm. you know. And I realize that putting too much on a loving partner can be overwhelming for them. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, it's like, it's like with all things, one step at a time. Like, I still feel like I'm, you know, just beginning my ADHD journey in a way. And I feel like I've got a lot, of le lot to learn and crystallize to be, you know. But I've started my own little calendar list thing in my book, in my phone. And it, it's helped not mm. overwhelm my partner with, oh, what are we doing Wednesday, you know. Oh, so all the conversations just become about this practicality of mm. life rather than like, And then it hey, takes the like actual vice. relationship out of it. Like, Yeah. It becomes too practical and it's got to be like this. Uh, there's got to be like topics. Yeah. Other things to talk about than just the practicalities of organizing one's life. Mm -hmm. But. And I think that's, the other side where it gets too much is where you, um, like obviously expressing your feelings, letting them know like anything that might trigger you, stuff like that, but at the same time not falling into that, um, you know, step of, of using them as your therapist because your partner is not your therapist and they should not be. <laughs> it's and hard to realise. Yeah. Like me and my wife have been glued together this past like COVID time. And I feel like we became like one person in a way mm -hmm. because I rely on her so much for so many things. And I think even just learning to like do simple things, like have a walk on my own has helped our relationship in a way that I get to think things through more rather than just blur out <laughs> unthought thoughts, mm. you know? And I think that time, time alone, for example, I didn't realize the value of that to have time to journal, to think through the thoughts. You know, I feel like sometimes if I don't come together or ground what I'm doing in the morning, then I just follow along with whatever's going on and I get lost and I get sad. Mm. And so like to live a kind of, it's like a semi-independent life. I found very valuable in my own. Oh experience. yeah. That sense of, um like autonomy of like I yeah if I um I have control over my life and what I'm doing but then also sharing experiences together and I love that what they said as well like make your individual victories your couple's victories yeah so that's so wholesome celebrating together little wins of being like hey I did this today and I'm feeling good and then the, your partner's like yeah that means oh. like that's great, you know. <laughs> yeah. So 
one thing that I've learned is to be um, celebrating my partner's victories mm. because I'm so wrapped up in my own world so much of the time, just obsessed with my obsessions. And that's my thing. But as I've started to like, that sounds, I don't know how it sounds, but <laughs> the more I've embraced being excited about what my partner's excited about and being with them emotionally in whatever state they're in has helped us bond in this mm. way that I totally didn't know was possible. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's like something that maybe other people would have learned earlier. I don't know. But for me personally, that's been really nice like, to join them in their right, wins and you're yeah what are you interested in what did you learn today like yeah because I think honest to goodness that sometimes we forget or I definitely know that I forget to talk about things that aren't to do with me with my partner uh-huh. and I, I do it a lot yeah I've been told listening. before that I'm like very self-obsessed but it's not that I'm I only care about me. It's that that's my way of relating to the world sometimes is, yeah. is through sharing stories, but it is sometimes important to try and consciously step out of that and be like, how are It you? definitely improves the relationship in a way I didn't, oh wait, are we being recorded? I'm <laughs> I mean, we are well. recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's freaking hot. listeners um, just started taking a shit out. <laughs> hey it's spontaneous this is what happens you know okay just use the audio okay i'm too hot to wear this um (laughs) um so yes one thing i've learned is also just laughing at the way your headphones are sitting like yeah dude having two headphones on makes me freaked out sometimes i like listening to the ambient (laughs) (laughs) always looks quirky but yeah um being interested in the other partners definitely <laughs> like that sounds so rudimentary like abc's relationship but hey ho we have to learn at we some need point that you know sometimes we need like um yeah the really basic stuff like you know i'll feel their emotions up the wazoo you know i'll pay attention and and like you know try and be the best partner i can be but somewhere along the line i'm going to learn to listen to them we're <laughs> <laughs> like hang on Sorry, I forget you exist because I'm still talking my own this whole time. Like... Yeah. Oh. Okay. One issue that came up was not having enough focus to listen to what people, their partner is saying, and the partner gets annoyed. Let's talk about it. I. Oh, I relate to that. So something. Um, I didn't talk about on the on the fails, but maybe editors, you can chop this together into the last episode um (laughs) i was dating a guy several years ago who you actually met i think briefly in london his name was yeah um and he was a musician and we had a lot of fun we were only dating for about six weeks at the end of the relationship sent me a facebook message i say relationship it was like a a fling he sent oh, me a Facebook that. message that was like listing everything I had done wrong. 
in the past six weeks. Then. No. Mm-hmm. Really? Like, you forget your keys all the time. You're always late. You do this. Da, da, da. You can't stay focused on stuff. And it like literally just basically listing symptoms of ADHD. <laughs> Yeah, and you didn't know at the time, right? At the time, I was like st- very early in my like discovery, yeah. And um, and then I looked back on it, and I'm like, oh, that was rude of him. <laughs> like that, yeah. Those things earlier on, or at the moment they were happening, probably they could have been discussed. But that's just a note to anyone: don't just list someone's flaws. <laughs> yeah um that's super hurtful and ouch and it just shows like we live and learn you know Mm -hmm. like I'm sure when you have relationships now you you know you you know to be like hey this is what's up with me um yeah get ready I'm like so just so you know I'm really good at losing stuff and breaking (laughs) I like to word it like that and my my last ex was like he didn't get it he was like why do you say you're good at it and I'm like because it makes it fun you know I'm okay so here's a good read I got a story to share why that's amazing (laughs) I I um I fart a lot you might know (laughs) But I just do, okay? And before I knew I had ADHD or anything with, with my partner now, I said, listen, this is what's up with me. I fart all the time. And I told her, like, day three. And I was like, this is something you need to know. Like, you can just learn to enjoy it or something. And, you know, I don't know why it happened. But in school and everything, it was always a thing. But because I told her so early, she never had an issue because she yeah. was new. And so, hey ho, that's and my also story. just like making light or like putting a yeah. spin on things, like, like spin I'm on really, it. Like I'm really good at dropping stuff, or like I'm oh really- my gosh. So I had this idea, right? You know how like sometimes we lose things. Lol. Um. <laughs> so I started to say, "Oop, spontaneous treasure hunt." Oh. <laughs> And it makes it less of an annoying thing. It makes it more like, ooh, treasure. So I think for about the past, like, I want to say 10, 12 years, I've just been saying I'm gifting it to the world. <laughs> like, Oh, that's nice. When I'm out on my travels or whatever, I'm like, oh, well, it's just another gift to the world. Yeah, you're welcome, world. Enjoy. Because I gift. lose things so often. Oh, I feel you. I remember actually that that one guy who listed all my flaws, he basically was like, I don't know how you can't be stressed about losing things. And I was like, if I was stressed about losing things, I'd <laughs> be stressed, okay? Oh, my gosh. My cortisol levels you. would be so high. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I like, resonate with that. I just can't. Okay. I think... I would like to share another story. How about it? Yeah, go for it. Are you ready? Okay, here is this Later lovely contributor. One, are you ready? Um, I'm not ready. Damn, I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, I mean, this is why we have. Okay, here's what. Here's one. Before I knew that I had ADHD, I always seeked out or stayed with the mean and moody types slash emotionally unavailable for too long. 
I would ignore or lose interest in the stable, calm type who showed interest in me. This is a common trend with people anyway, and they can emotionally grow out of it. But on reflection, I think ADHD behavioral tendencies exacerbated this part of dating. I confused stability for boredom and mm-hmm. quit on decent people always seeking new things and experience. Now that I'm aware of this, that's my two cents. I relate to this so much. I thought you'd have some things to share with this. Oh, man. One of my ex-partners who I still hold so fondly in my heart, like we were very good friends before we dated at university. We'd known each other for a couple of years and then we got together and he was so sweet. And we, I think we fought once over a cheese toasty because... <laughs> And that was it. Like we had like one argument in like a year long relationship. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. I know for me, Damn. it's crazy. Um, and for me as well, that crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was bored. I, I, I was bored of the stability and I, I did. I sought out. In, in relationships after that, I think I sought out, uh, you know, people who are like narcissistic or um, yeah, kind of dicks when you first meet them because I'm like, oh, they're interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's so sad because he, he was just, he was a really good partner. He was very loving. I moved overseas, you know, nine months into our relationship and he supported me with moving across the world. And the only reason it didn't work out really in the end was because of that, because I lived in the other side of the world. Um, But yeah, it was like, I felt like something was missing because of that dopamine. I think sometimes we self-sabotage in that way. We're like, why is this, why, why are we not fighting? Why are we not doing these crazy things? It's boring, you know? What, what is it about the human or like these kind of brains we have that seeks out that, not drama, but like that kind of, um, that kind of person? Because it, part, and I think it, it comes something. back to like, getting a dopamine hit because regardless of whether it's a good response or a bad response, you're firing those neurons, right? Yeah. Like sometimes after a fight, even though you're upset, it feels good still. Yeah, the adrenaline is real. And like, I think we can get hooked on that adrenaline, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Oh, for sure. Um, We we, we kind of unintentionally fight with... Like, I used... I sometimes hope that like this has, might sound weird, but maybe I'll be understood here. Is like sometimes I wish things would go wrong because when accidents happen, I'm like so good. It's mm-hmm. like there was a fight at a party the other night in our, in our house, and mm-hmm. I went up to one guy and picked him up and walked across the room. I just picked <laughs> him up because I was like, he won't punch me because I'm really innocent and basically a teddy bear. Um, but. I felt like I know exactly what to do in this situation because there was something about that. You know how our nervous system is like go time when Mm. things are like kicking off and we feel alive. And I think that that can contribute to choosing partners that are pretty dramatic or. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've definitely 
had my fair share of toxic relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it just shows that, like, through sharing this valuable information, it helps us all navigate. Like, obviously, like, let, let's make our own mistakes around here. But, like, it's good to, like, just know what's up ahead, you know, if someone's mm. on their dating journey and being like, oh, what kind of dude is good for me? Or... How do you think, then, we who seek out those bad boys or, you know, like the negative type relationships, even unintentionally, what do you think is a good way when you find someone who is stable and you're starting to feel that like boredom? What would be a way that you could? I think one thing that's really nice to think about is what are your shared goals together? Like what, and that makes it more exciting. It makes it like mm. a growth journey with a map. And it makes me feel a bit like it's a bit more gamified in a way that, you know, it's going to grow. You mm -hmm. know that like um, you're, you're going somewhere and somewhere you want to go. Mm. So like, whether like, that's like that, like yeah. people who don't have goals don't work for me. Like people who are just as like a, as a friend, you mean, or in a relationship, more in a relationship, even as a friend, I'm like. What are you working towards? Like, what, what, where, where, how are you growing? How are you developing as a person? And I think sometimes that can bleed into this like toxic productivity culture where we're like constantly on the grind. But it's not, I don't yeah. mean it like that. I just mean it like, what are you, what are your aspirations? Like, one of the first questions I ask people instead of like, how are you? What do you do for work? I'm like, what are your dreams and aspirations? <laughs> like, because to me, that is so interesting. Yeah, but, that's your, it's, it's a lot of, uh, what you're interested in mm -hmm. in general and um, I think yeah having that goal together as a couple or even yeah. learning like we touched on previously like what do they want what are what are their goals and then checking in with them and being like how are you doing with your goals yeah you're doing good well done like <laughs> encouraging them yeah I feel like in relationships it's almost like your question was like, how do you know? What was it again? It was like how, but like if you if you find yourself in one of those like actually, it's probably healthy relationships where how do you keep yourself stimulated? You mean? Yeah, yeah. So having your own goals is good. I feel so your relationship isn't your whole world. And mm. You still have an individual life, and then you have goals. Maybe some goals with them. What else? Let me let me think for a sec. Mm -hmm. um doing fun things together mm. should be like it's like i swear it's like a a love massage for the soul like go and climb a tree go and, <laughs> and that I, doesn't have to be like what some people consider to be an adventure like yeah skydiving or trekking through like, the mountains go like, to the shop like, and like go choose get the lost candy. in your city that you live in yeah, yeah. and find some new things or be like oh let's try and find a new cafe together or because adventures i'm sure that's a reason why they love you because mm -hmm. they they love that side of you that is untamable and free and mm -hmm. exciting and adventurous Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's really, I think that should be a foundation for maybe an ADHD relationship. Mm. And I think also um, 
probably there is a bit of an overlap between like non-monogamous people and ADHD. Like I am sure there is a correlation. Um, and finding relationships where you can maybe explore that if you have the right community. Yeah. And if as long as it's all consensual and it's all above board, because that is ways that you can find like that stimulation elsewhere. Yeah. Is by having yeah. like, little slings on the side, maybe, but monogamy <laughs> is a tasty topic. For- yeah, well, polyamory. I mm. swear, like that's it comes into another thing that people were saying. It's like there's always that craving for uniqueness and variation and novelty. Mm. And um, I think to have those hard conversations is sometimes difficult, but worth it everyone's happiness you know like you could be like here's what's going on with me dot 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 and uh it's tough it's tough but Mm -hmm. i think it's almost like there needs to be a sorry have those tough conversations yeah there needs to be like a day of the week on an adventure maybe (laughs) have a tough conversation walk (laughs) i think when you're out like on a walk, on a bike ride, like whatever is a great time to have those tough conversations because you're physically distracted. Again, like we said, it's like sometimes it's easier for you to process your emotions when you're being physical. And I don't know, I don't know why that is, but. It's hard. It's what? Say that again for me. It's easier sometimes to process your emotions when you're, when you're physically moving or doing something. Yeah, not thinking as much for sure. Yeah, because we can get stuck in our own heads sometimes, I think. <laughs> I do. I <laughs> Like tr- that's one. Just goes like. That's one thing I'm really going to try and be good at with this podcast is I don't want to say like, this is how all it always is with ADHD based on my own experience. Yeah, but I want to like, be like, hey, I that's, what I, that's what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what exploring is, eh? Yeah, exactly. I know that I can get stuck in my head sometimes and go through this whole scenario. <laughs> Imaginary things, yeah, that you think about. And then you, and then you feel that real emotion towards the person afterwards. You're like, why am I angry at them? <laughs> like, I imagine that. Yeah. Yes, there's definitely been times when I've misunderstood what my partner is trying to do. And my, my inner doubt of myself makes me feel like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad. I get that guilt, heavy guilt. And um, it's all stemming from a miscommunication so it's, yeah. like what what can we do about that like have some sort of emergency break like or having more just times of groundedness to be like hang on is this like, is this like legit like or just a legit just emotion asking for clarification sometimes but i think sometimes we get um uncomfortable doing that because we yes. we should understand or because we had bad experiences in the past I think a lot of us uh a lot of people I've spoken to it's like come it comes back to school right where if you had to ask for clarification they're like why don't you understand this and so then it's the same thing with 
you know, like asking someone what they're what they're saying, what they mean, asking for clarification yeah. seems like it's so much easier to avoid it. Yeah. But I know that's huge in me. By doing that, you're probably avoiding some potential fallout in the future. <laughs> so it's almost like a lot of these big relationship issues seem to come from not tackling it when it's bubbling up and growing and then it's suppressed and then it explodes mm. so it's almost like there needs to be like these little mini check it little check-ins mm-hmm. and be like hey um i'm feeling this i'm worried about this i feel like you're a bitch because of this <laughs> you know <maybe. laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, feel, I, but it's always I feel right. I feel like you're an asshole. But. It's, it's uh, knowing your own needs. Let's talk about that in a relationship. Knowing your own needs. Oh, yeah. It's. I mean, I think I touched it's, on or like learning your own needs is a lot of work to do on yourself and this comes back to just like general good relationship advice know yourself before you get into a relationship love you and then prime them and be like get ready for this Mm, because (laughs) i think that is the fault of a lot of people and myself included in the past is that i would like go into relationships because i felt like i should or because i was lonely or you know, it, because it, it happened, you know, but I wasn't in yeah. a necessarily good state with myself and I didn't, I wasn't really like loving on me. Yeah. There's this thing that my friend has started doing and he's like, oh, I'm dating myself right now. Oh, uh, and it's this yeah. period of growth. And I, and I adore that. I'm just kind of eight months of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good period that we to have. I've yeah. definitely been. I think this. it's a really important part of dating in relationships is the is is that first stage of dating yourself, and like I just came out of that uh, two year relationship that ended badly, and I had said to my friend, I was like, I want to be single for at least a year. <laughs> I really because it is so easy sometimes to just fall back into that like you meet someone you have that dopamine hit you're like well we're a thing now um yeah yeah just go with it and just be like really good with me and I am I really like it's I it's it's wise to to take that time to put it into your own growth I think that's nice really Mm -hmm. nice yeah another little story here okay Um, so this is from Scatterbrain Studio, which is a great username. Uh, <laughs> so before I was diagnosed, I dated a guy for several years who had been diagnosed with ADHD when he was a kid. As an adult, he had developed a lot of coping skills and habits to help him deal with it. So he didn't exhibit many symptoms anymore. I, on the other hand, was exhibiting a lot, but neither of us recognized them for what they were as I was yet undiagnosed. I felt really invalidated for a large portion of that relationship because many of the things that were difficult for me were just lazy to him. 
when I fi- was finally diagnosed, I found myself thinking back on that relationship a lot and wondering why, of all people, he wasn't sympathetic to my executive dysfunction. And it's made me wonder a lot about how things might have changed for either one of us if we'd been diagnosed at a different stage of life. Interestingly, now I'm dating someone neurotypical and he makes much more of an effort to understand how my brain works and help me find solutions to things that are hard. So I always feel bad for ADHDs who say they couldn't ever have a successful relationship with a neurotypical person because I know it isn't true. That makes me so, like, that's what we want for everyone here, Mm. basically. The second um, half that that understanding um so like i was watching some youtube video about ADHDers and like someone left a comment that said i'm a partner of someone with adhd and i'm just watching this to help learn about them more and it had like 300 likes or something Mm. because i think every one of those people that liked that image that's what we crave, isn't it? Someone that just accepts us, understands us, and has that patience Wants that we to. sometimes Who's need. Like, yeah. How do you find it now as being in a relationship with a neurotypical person? Like, how have you found that communication? How did you make it? It's definitely been a journey of, like, because at the beginning, I didn't, re- I'd only just learned that I had ADHD it had mm. been like three months or something and I'd always exhibited symptoms and stuff and like people had even called me ADHD and I was just like oh lol I don't think so well, I'm just weird <laughs> um and so through our relationship it's been a growing process of me learning myself and stumbling through life while um Sue's Sue is her name Suze has been um, really patient and loving and she's looking at me right now. But um, <laughs> she's been amazing, I promise. Like it has required some extreme moments of patience. Mm-hmm. You know, with RSD, I didn't, I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't have RSD. And then it happened, like these crazy emotions happen sometimes when we're stressed and stuff. And it's been like humbling for me to be like okay like this is something to learn from this is I need to make it up to her like um and it's been really recent actually like learning all these different things mm-hmm. and um I'm amazed at her she patience wants to be honest to learn as well like I know your I know your wife and she's great and she yeah you know, even asks me for advice sometimes because I understand how the brain works and I think that's amazing that she makes that effort to try and understand because I, uh, like my past relationship, sometimes he tried to understand, but then other times he was like really dismissive of it. And actually when we first met, he was one of those people that was like, ADHD doesn't exist. It's just made up so that big. Oh, savage. Oh God. Yeah. And I was like, and honestly, actually, I think he, he's definitely neurodivergent. Like he's either autistic or he has ADHD or possibly both, but is so in denial about it that 
Um, That's a tough situation. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, it was, it was interesting to kind of see that play out. Um, But I think sometimes he got so caught up in like, this is the way things have to be. And they're done this way because that is how people do the things. Right. Um, Yeah. And he didn't necessarily try and understand, but then other times he did. So there was, and, and those moments were really good. And if I think if I had that more or just constantly from a partner, it yeah. would be the world of difference, you know, having that acceptance. Yeah. That sometimes those things do happen, those like big moods or the forgetting things or whatever, you know, like mistakes happen. And this we kind of touched on previously, like let us make our own mistakes. Um, but the, the understanding that comes with that and the reassurance that, A, your feelings are valid, even if they may be slightly out of proportion for the moment, it doesn't matter. You're still valid in feeling that. And yeah. also that, yeah, like I accept you. And I want to understand you. Like those yeah, that, must be so nice. <laughs> yeah, those words. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not always smooth sailing, but I'm very grateful to have an understanding partner. Yeah. It's, I uh, just had an interesting experience, actually, because I'm, uh, you know, back in the dating world. And I matched with this guy on the apps. And he is in a poly relationship and he was like, look, I'm just mm. outside my relationship. And I was like, totally cool with that. He was uh, now has moved back to Ireland from Canada. So he's not here anymore. And so it was about a month ago and we we're like, cool, it'll be a month long fling. Um, and we saw each other once. We had a great time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. And we were hoping to like do that quite frequently for that last month. But he ended up being so busy with everything that it didn't um, work out. We never actually saw each other again. And so I reached yeah. to him and I was like, just like, I need to let you know, like, this isn't working for me. This like uncertainty, this like up, down each week. I was thinking like, well, we see each other and then we wouldn't. And then I would get like let down at the end of the week. Yeah. And he responded to that and he was so validating and reassuring. He was like, you're totally valid in that. I hands in the air, I've been shit and I didn't mean to. And I just felt like Aww. we did so well. Damn. I was really like really wanted to try and see you again, but like all of this stuff went down and it didn't work out. And I, I really think he was genuine in that because of how he responded to me. Yeah. And it wow. was so nice to have someone because I feel like a lot of the times men, especially you know, I'm going to stereotype here, but men, especially in my history of dating, when you call them out on something or say like, this makes me feel like this, they're like, well, that's not my fault, you know, oh, and okay. throw it back on you. Um, and then to have someone validate that and be like, yeah, it's totally understandable that you're feeling that way. is like world changing. Yeah. Like, it's an art form too when sharing your own needs like that or sharing mm-hmm. your feelings to not make them feel like it's their fault. Mm-hmm. And that's something yeah. I'm just learning from therapy at the moment. It's like, like, if you have an issue, don't be like, you did this, you did this. Just be like, here's where I'm at. This is here's how I'm I through. feel about this, how this I feel. thing. Yeah. 
I'm I find it hard because of this. Wow. I, like that tool, I I want to hold it tight on my belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that also has been a learning experience. Just the whole, like situation that for me, this um, uncertainty doesn't really work for me. Like spontaneity is great. I love it. Spur of the moment. Let's go on adventures. Let's do whatever. But uncertainty and not knowing really like feeds into my anxieties. So even if it's just like a confirmation on a next date or as little as that, you know, knowing what the next step is or, you know, when you're in a relationship and your partner's out late, knowing that they will be out late. I don't care that you are. Just kind of give me a heads up. That's fine, you know. But that uncertainty of knowing really like, doesn't serve me and I have learned that and I'm taking that moving forward not again like going when on a new date and I started messaging this guy and I was like just so you know I don't deal well with like uncertainty so if you yeah wow that's fine just let me know yeah and being being confident in that being like this is this is how I am and I'm okay (laughs) yeah it's like you've seen how you are. Put it out on the are. table. Again, it's ex- just putting everything yeah. out on the table. and not, On the table. Not hiding anything. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I knew this earlier because <laughs> I have messed up way too many relationships. Like, or they just ended badly because <laughs> I didn't have these, like, tools. You didn't have like, the tools Hey, yet. this is yeah. where I'm at. I would just pretend. I would pretend I was normal to, like, every single partner I was with. Yeah. And, and be like, oh yeah I'll just do whatever you're doing and and lose track of my own um needs so it's mm-hmm. it's almost like what I feel like is happening is we go through these experience and experiences and we're doing these little self scans of how we're feeling about mm-hmm. it getting a bit curious about those things be like why am I feeling like this how can I manage this how can I make life easier for myself Mm. it's hard to recognize it it because I was feeling I mean I had some other stuff going on in my life that was making me feel anxious or uncomfortable but then I would like I thought about it and I was like oh this situation is also and that relates to this and and that means I need certainty I just need some something concrete yeah so that my expectations are set correctly because I think for me personally I know that a big place where I have fallen down in the past with relationships and am trying to do so less is having really high expectations um, and not and thinking like, oh, this is going to go this place or this is going to be this or he's going to respond this way and learning to manage expectations. Your own, you mean? My own expectations, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's hard. Because we we have imaginations. Yeah, and, and know, we like, like to Ooh. let it, like, grow in our brains, like, flourish. And then when it doesn't live up to that, we feel let down. Oh. Ah, I feel you here. I <laughs> definitely have had times where I've, like, made a fairy tale out of what the real situation is and, like, gotten myself into such emotional trouble that yeah. I'm like super invested when I shouldn't be, you know, when it's not returned or, you know, mm. let's, uh, let's check another topic, huh? I'll, yeah. I'll read one out. Okay, here we go. 
I've been with my partner for six years now, and he lovingly calls me the destroyer. It's true. <laughs> the destroyer is really just me and all my ADHD symptoms. I think it works for two main reasons. One, over time, I've learned the good things that my ADHD has given me. So this helped turn parts of it into a positive, and it doesn't have me annoyed or frustrated by it. And this took years. Two, I found someone kind and patient that has no interest in changing who I am. Mm. If he wanted to, it wouldn't work. I don't think my ADHD would allow it. It's against my nature. But I've been with some more eh, people in the past and him taking me for who I am is key. Yes. That's a lovely story. I <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Like, maybe this is helping people who are dating at the moment and they're looking around and and they don't know what to look for you know in a way or like uh, just sometimes annoyed how why all these people hating on me for being this unique wonderful blob and it's because (laughs) and and i think it's nice to like put up a light and be like hey look out for people who love you for who you are Mm -hmm. like look out for that so good so good but i I feel like that is um that is like we're told that you know be yourself duh, 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 in dating but like no one ever is <laughs> but really be yourself <laughs> one thing that like has helped me in a way is um I don't know I, I, this is just what's worked for me but sometimes I say like I'm not in control anymore it just is what it is and like I've you know I've tr- I've grown a lot and I'm not saying like I don't want to grow in a positive way but mm. in a high pressure environment like dating just to just to just to it's almost like a fun little break for me to think instead of like or oh, what's the right thing to say what's the right thing to like how should I shape my face at this moment you know <laughs> so they like me you know instead of that it's more like I know that you know circumstances dictate a lot of what this is like in mm-hmm. me like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not like a lot is a lot is no no you know like a constellation of things that's made you who you are and sometimes I just I just feel like it's a tv show that I'm not even in control of it just does what it does <laughs> and that way I get to take my head out of the driving seat and just be like "Ooh, let's have fun together you know yeah. and, and then I'm not focused on oh what do I say or was that the optimum you know instead I'm like let's just have fun let's Let's just be part of this crazy sitcom that is my life my love life seriously I look back on it and I'm like this is a sitcom how how is this not this is Mm, this all happened to one person you channel it into like something but looking back on that and also uh kind of thinking that going into it Sometimes I do things just for the experience. <laughs> wait, let me tell you a story about Adamina. One time, wait, years and years ago, when we were together, we walked to a park and there were some rollerbladers. And Addy picked up one of their bags and started walking off with it. And inside I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Uh, and I had no idea. And some, the, the, the rollerbladers start yelling. They're like, "Ay, ay, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Addy is just like, oh, I'm just, just don't leave your bags on their own or something. And I was like, and I, was I just like, wanted oh. to see how they would react. 
Like that is a sitcom. Like I wasn't yeah, actually right? stealing their stuff, but I was like, maybe you were just. Yeah, like I recognize for them that as you well. were not trying to stuff. steal anything. Yeah, you, 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 you were just like, you're like, ho ho ho, cheeky cheeky, like, yeah, like teach them a lesson that's coming from, and um, I can see how like, if I was more neurotypical, I'd be like, what the fuck is this person? But at the time, I was like, whoa, she's so unique. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it would fit into a sitcom. So unique. Yeah. What was the thing that the person said again? Uh, yeah, just... I wouldn't someone accept you for who you change are. Change me. Um, not like someone that won't change you for who you are and, and that they can't, they can't force you to be something you're not. Mm. How to do destroy you? Cool. What are you going to ask? How do you find those people? Doing what you love. <laughs> do what you love and what did you say the one you love will find you yeah do what you love and the one you love will find you yeah that works for me i ran with it it was good it took a while someone i i when another thing i, I kept it close to my heart is someone was just like i was really down in the dumps about like being rejected when i asked someone out or something and they were just mm. like your time will come <laughs> Like and that really meant a lot to me. No, he, they said it normally. I'm just dramatizing <laughs> it, dramatizing it. Your time will come. Yeah. And that meant a lot to me at that time. It made me feel like I wasn't just in this endless, because it, it, it feels hopeless sometimes being mm -hmm. this unique and thinking, like, if you don't rock it, like, there's a way to, like, rock this stuff, like, own it, I swear. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's a way for freedom it's like you can enjoy who you are and 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 it's fun <laughs> you know yeah, like, and i also yeah. i read something a little while back that was like um treat dating as its own experience so when you're going on these dates it should be like not with necessary like the end goal of this must end in a relationship or this must oh yeah this like just be having fun. Treat dating as like I like that to do, right? I I definitely recognize that. Like, if I feel like I've tried really hard and I've failed, I call it failing in my head. I label it like that, and I feel like like that's so much pressure to go through because. But to treat yourself the other way, to treat yourself like a beta version of who you are, like a demo version, you know, a rough sketch that's been good to me it's like you know you're not always going to be perfect and I think having that like flexibility in your own opinion of yourself mm. opens up a lot of opportunities to be like like even me now saying it, I'm like oh that's I, I should do that more <laughs> <laughs> I know, sometimes, sometimes I give advice you know? I'm like yeah and I should listen to myself <laughs> Like, damn, like, yeah, why am I so hard on myself all the time? You know, you're never going to be perfect. Just have fun and, like, you know, do what you do, la, la, la. Mm -hmm. I need to go pee. I'm going to be back. Okay. I'll clap. I think the claps can act as markers to the editors. How you doing, babe? You good? Addie's gone to pee.
Peter's doing a third? No. Just two. Just two. So we can cover it for next week. That's good. What do you think? Sounds really good. Aww. It's really, actually, really good learning for me. Yeah, I think it sounds really good. You guys sound really good. But I don't know what Addie sounds like, but you sound good. <laughs> yeah, Addie's fun. I can't hear her. She's telling lots of good stories about things. Yeah, okay. It's more like, it's like a, a nice hangout for people to just be like, yeah, it's right to be weird. Yeah. That like, we're weird. Yeah, okay, cool. I couldn't do this. I was just saying, okay, I'm making claps markers for the editors. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just saying to Sue that um, this is more like a hangout to just be like, it's okay to be weird. Yeah. In, in life in general anyway. Like we're weird. We we like wobbling through life, just all rolling mm -hmm. through life, just Blobbing making along. up as we go, blobbing along. Okay, I've got a post mm -hmm. to read to share. Go. Okay, we've we've explored commitment issues. Okay, here's one. Okay, we've already covered. I'm trying to find a new one. Okay, here's one. This was an important one. Um, this is someone who has, has ADHD and has had a partner with ADHD that's untreated and a partner with ADHD that's treated. And they're sharing their different experiences. And so this is what, before they said, dating someone with untreated ADHD was you know, really intense. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it up right now, but um, it was really intense and chaotic and wild. And um, it was really tough. And here's what he said for when they're treated. Dating someone with ADHD that is also being treated is heaven in capitals with an exclamation mark. My current relation, in my current relationship, we both have ADHD and both are being treated for it. It has allowed me to have my down days and not have to explain why I feel the way I do. He's understanding, supportive, and wants to do everything he can to make me feel better without being judgmental or getting angry. Mm. Having a person who understands the madness without explanation has, been, has made this the best relationship I've ever had because he's aware it has nothing to do with him. And if it does, we're able to communicate with each other on our feelings without taking things too personal, as many people without ADHD do. Okay, wow. What do you think, Addy? Like, that's so wonderful. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Being able to not take it personally is an accomplishment. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't fully learned that yet. I think sometimes I still take things personally when, like, it's really not about me, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I feel having someone else who, who understands you, like why you feel the way you do, why you do the random little things you do. Like even us being, like, best pals for, like, eight years or whatever, like when we hang out, yeah. go off on, like, little tangents and adventures and we're like, yeah. Oh. But, like. Dude, yeah, ADHD tribe else, is fun. Yeah. I can't wait to go to an ADHD convention. Oh my! And like, like just can you imagine that? Like, obviously, the organizers. Well, I don't know if the organizers. Maybe there are some amazing organized ADHD people. I think there are. Yeah. Um, but like, 
that's a that's, that would be so fun to be with everyone but coming back to this um this experience that we're sharing mm. um so i've just gone Standing through supportive. the different minds the mindset of i was in a very negative space like a month ago and since then i've started to see a therapist for the first time mm. and before i was it's almost like like i know amin the founder of adh doers he always says like the the value of being in a growth mindset compared to being in a down in the dumps mindset mm-hmm. and i've witnessed this change within me and i think it's practically changed who i am as a person in a way i feel like um just having someone to open up to and share feelings with and like even just journaling a bit more and getting my thoughts more under the ground and like you know more like processed mm. has has it's almost like my my focus was so unfocused before and now it's it's like i can think more which is weird it's weird like thinking that i can like i can think of a thing and it like stays on like my mental whiteboard for more than like what for like it was like one second before but now it's like 15 seconds and that's like enough that's like enough to like do things that i find hard to do Mm-hmm. like like go for a run or go for a walk or like just get outside that like i i it's just i just wanted to share that the value i've had <laughs> from just talking to someone even like a friend like you it it's changed my reality to just have mm. an empathetic voice in my life and 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 making an effort to change the self talk in my brain from negative like oh you'll never do this you'll you know and listen to that voice and be like hey you're not me you don't you don't uh, you don't live here yeah you you're not <laughs> you're, you're excuse not me get me. out of my house yeah who are you uh and i've <laughs> i've been labeling that negative voice inside myself as something other than me mm-hmm. um and using it more like a trigger to action mm-hmm. um i like that the, of the growth mindset as well because then you can take that voice and even if it's saying like you're not going to do this be like no I'm just learning how to do this right now. That's okay. Yeah. I'm growing. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm changing. Um as opposed to like failing, you know? Yeah. Changing that rhetoric and the way that you address those thoughts in that situation. Yeah. It's a big thing. But the growth comes out of mistakes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I feel like so we true. should make a home for mistakes in all our lives. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, they live in my book of stories. <laughs> my German teacher told me decide everything. When I was learning German at university, he was like, you have to forget something seven times before you remember it. So every time you're like, I forgot that word, you're like, just one last time until I remember it. Oh. <laughs> And I love nice. that. And so it's yeah. the same with like just life in general making mistakes and learning, learning anything. I like you feel make like a mistake with your partner you're like oh I did the thing again and you're like oh wait yeah I did the thing but one more time until I remember not to do the thing or whatever you know. 
you know what I could talk about let's accept mistakes for forever because I feel like that's something I really want to remember mm-hmm. I feel like I put so much pressure on being perfect you know being the best partner ever and like um you know this will go perfectly and all this and I don't realize I'm thinking those things mm-hmm. but then when it goes wrong and I'm like a moody moo and I'm like oh I messed up things things are going to be rubbish forever it's been and then you nice put that have. much pressure on yourself. So then again, yeah. back to that expectations, right? Like then your expectations of yourself are not being met. And then you feel... We need... Sorry, I interrupted you. What did you say? <laughs> I thought it was a fun idea. <laughs> this is true to ADHD. We interrupt each other. It's what happens. Yeah. I said... Oh, yeah, when you don't manage your own expectations about even yourself and how you can perform. When you're, like, holding yourself up to oh, being the perfect yeah. partner, but then you can't, and then when you can't, you let yourself oh. down, quote, quote, quote. Yeah. But you're not. Dude. You need to be like, I'm a human. Sometimes I fuck up. Yeah. I thought about, okay, my idea was what if we had, like, a button that we could push during the podcast and it was like a jingle of mistakes are okay <laughs> or something like i don't know it's not some fun way of saying it they'd be like yeah. yeah like we welcome we welcome everyone to make their own mistakes in this club yeah. like mistakes that. are cool <laughs> mistakes are just a learning experience that also takes the pressure off it makes me feel like way more relaxed about it all yeah. about everything in life like we we do want to grow and we're gonna grow and there will be mistakes along the way and just like feeling that inside makes me feel happy mm-hmm. find someone mm. who you want to grow with you know yeah okay i'm reading another message here we go okay Here's one thing we've touched a bit on, but it'll be good to talk about a little bit more. Um, I have a boyfriend and we've been dating about three years now. Surprisingly, he knows how to handle my mental breakdowns and anger issues more than my ability to stay organized. He also hates that my time management is so bad, but he's really patient with me. So I'd say it's best if you're communicating with your partner what your issues are so they can be attuned to it. Also, tell them what you need during a mental breakdown so they know what to do and don't get overwhelmed. Oh. Let's talk about it. Yeah, thank you, Leah, for that. Um, uh, yes, we kind of touched on this a bit already, but, yeah, like letting people know what you need if you're in that breakdown state. For me, hugs, my dog. Dog. I need some dough in the fridge. I need some time alone. Some time alone. I used to think I um, didn't like being alone. Um, And then I realised, actually, I really like being alone. (laughs) Interesting. Sometimes, like, especially on those moments where everything's too much. Yeah. um, And you're, like, having an argument and... I used to be like, I think in relationships, like when I got in a fight, I'd be like, why are you walking away from this? You know, you're not dealing with it right now, blah, blah, blah. But like, actually, sometimes that's the best thing to do is to yeah. away, come back to it 
when you had time to read. Yeah, think when you're in a good state of mind. I think yeah. it's 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 different maybe, but I think actually from my experience, that's been really valuable because then it doesn't grow any bigger and I say some really mean things, you know, that are just the emotional monkey within me. The I've said some horrible things in the past. Oh, good. That makes yeah. me feel less alone. We all do. I don't like, oh, good. My... It's not good, but it's it's kind of nice sometimes to like know. Well, it's nice to just hear is what I meant. Like, it's nice to like be like. <laughs> it's really good that you called out your ex and told him he's just, like his addict mother. No, I've Ooh. definitely said some bad things. Um, but yeah, that's what I've learned from it is it's good to just. Sometimes I like going away and then like covering my eyes and ears so there's just like nothing mm. that's nice I like that going on a walk or I like to go Breathing. in um in the shower for me that's really good because it's oh nice you really hear anything and then you're covered in water and it's like a sensory sensation of like basically being hugged or being I always yeah in the water and so just being in the shower and then I get that time to cry and no one like you're crying into the water so it doesn't matter <laughs> or even scream a little bit and then and then it feels better afterwards okay here's an yeah sorry i'm, I'm leaping ahead showers yes good tactic <laughs> Addie. okay here's a new a new one do you want to read one but i've i've got one ready yeah which one is it because is it just okay along it is... says i have dated a few men yeah so by the A Taurus Savage. The Tory Savage, I think is, is how you say the username. They said they said this. I have dated a few men who have ADHD, and I find what's been helpful is to confirm what I hear them saying. It's also helpful because impulsion can make someone say something, but that's not really what they're trying to communicate. I also usually ask, do they know what their triggers are? Some have, some have not. And for the one who didn't necessarily know, it was really then as things come up that we would address it. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. And then they triggers. continued, I also know now that validation is key. I think for so long, oh. individuals have felt that they, oh, this one maybe, <laughs> I I think for so long, neurodivergent individuals have felt that they have had to prove to the world who they are, uh, that when dating, it's important that they still feel validated, even when you're not seeing eye to eye on a topic. And because of this validation and having to be forced to fit in, there's a lot of negative thinking that happens. So I've also tried to give praises on any accomplishments, like putting something yeah. for too long, and then the person finally does it. That's such a huge accomplishment that I praise for several days. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you. We need to write a song of thanks to all appreciative partners and mm. supportive partners. Because, because that, even what I said before, just like when you're expressing and then someone validates you and how you're feeling and that, you can see I got teary-eyed, like reading that. Yeah, Relate it's so hard. so much. individuals have to, felt like they have to prove themselves to the world yeah we always have to pretend be something we're not or like we always feel like we have to pretend yeah we have to perform we have to like give extra and like show that we are worthy or which is like 
anyone listening, you are worthy. You are loved. You're valuable. You're super cool too. Super cool. Appreciate you. Super cool. Super cool. Um, <laughs> one, th- one thing I loved about what they said and shared is um, just like having someone to say like, hey, you did great. Because I recognize within myself that it takes sometimes it takes a lot of effort to do a simple thing or a seemingly simple thing like mm, do um, the dishes. change the oil on the car you know or yeah do the dishes for me dishes is like dishes. i don't know it's so hard so having someone recognize celebrate it yeah i'd be like yeah you did like the fact you said for several days i'm like oh wow thank you Yes, that's like I amazing. You in my life, can I just have this person to be in my life and cheer me on? We should have like a cheer me on dog mascot for this podcast, you know. And it's, it's always there, always being like, yeah, little cheerleader. Look, Ooh. look, cheerleaders in in the world. Wow, yeah. that's so nice. Like, so this lovely human is like following ADHD doers to just learn about their partners, which I think. It's amazing. Yeah, Ooh. I think that's so good. And even when you're not seeing eye to eye on a topic, still validating them. Yes. Well, that's really interesting because I definitely realized within me that that's a, that's a trigger of some arguments. Is like when there's these two views and like normally in an argument, you're like, this one's right. No, this one's right. But for that person to be like, hey, I see where you're coming from. It's sometimes all I need to just chill out. Mm. you know when I feel misunderstood that's a trigger for me mm-hmm. I don't know why but no I think it is for a lot of us like oh we I mean I know it is for me as well you know when I feel like someone's not getting me or that they are saying that I shouldn't be feeling that way or the way you're expressing yourself is like out of proportion to the situation it doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's almost like we want, dog out. we want to know that what we're doing is the right thing because sometimes our minds are so full. Sometimes our minds are so full that we don't know, know if what we're doing is great. And the positive feedback that, that let's, 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 let's celebrate all partners with a dollop of positive feedback. Cause it, mm. I know it means the whole world. Thank you, people Thank you. of the world. I think probably we should finish there. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Just be like, thank you to all our positive partners. Thank you to everyone who submitted stories. Yeah. And I guess the key takeaways are like communicate, put yourself out there as you are, and set expectations realistically. And super good congratulations for just being on this growth journey. Yeah, with us together, like it's so nice that there's this like the ADHD community is freaking magic. I swear, to, to, I'm not alone anymore. There's a <laughs> bunch of cool, interesting people, and we're all on this growth journey together because we want the best things for us. So, thank you, go you, go you. For yes, doing this, for learning explore. something. We will see you next week where we explore a new topic on ADHD Explorers. This has been Ben. And Eddie. Bye. Appreciate you. Take it easy.